What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Extra Point Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. As always, it's your host, Tommy Buns, here with Jones and Sully. And week one of the NFL is in the books, but one of the best players in the league didn't get to play week one because he went crazy, got himself kicked out of Oakland, seems kind of intentional, and ended up on the Patriots. You guys know who I'm talking about. It's fucking Antonio Brown. He's a goddamn Patriot. What do you guys think of this? Because I think this was the more I think about it, this was like a like a like a back a back deal that like Bill was probably like, hey, go there, act ridiculous, be crazy, get released from them. We'll give you like fifteen million. You'll win a Super Bowl. It is what it is. I I don't know. That's my take. What well, I don't know what you guys think. Bill said here. He said, "Call the GM a cracker." That's what he said. That's <laughs> yep. what he said. The helmet thing didn't work. Yeah, right? That's like, the, it's like helmet. the helmet thing didn't work. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he fully intended on being a Raider until he got to Oakland. And then was like, oh, yeah, this isn't going to work out. Like, I'm going to win four games this year or six games and, uh, you know, I'm I'm going to complain. Because at the end of the day, like, he had his, he had his, his winning team, his great franchise, like, you know, Situationally, it was great in Pittsburgh. You know, I mean, what, every NFL. Pittsburgh's a better city than Oakland, too. Yeah, a- a- every. Not by much, but it is. Every it is. Um, every NFL player dreams for a situation that he had in Pittsburgh, and then uh, clearly he wanted his money. He made it about the money, so he wanted out of Pittsburgh. He wanted the money, he made it the business move, so he got the money. Then you can't you can't go you can't make money your priority, and then all of a sudden say that. Now it's not a priority, and you want. Well, I mean, the the guy wants to eat, have his cake and eat it too, and that's how he's spent his whole career. Um, and it, he's not going to change. I mean, he'll he'll get through this season with the Patriots. Um, I'm guessing it'll be his only season there. Um, maybe one more, but uh, they have an extension next year, twenty million next year. Yeah. Um, uh, We'll see if that happens. I mean, there's there's rumors that there's you know a wink wink handshake agreement that that's going to go through, um, but we'll see. I mean, like there, there's no there's no bullshit with him. Like Josh Gordon is getting by because he's like a great person that everyone loves. Like it, it's just not the case with Antonio Brown. His teammates don't like him. His his coaches don't like him. Like his front offices don't like him. It's 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 a flat out dislike for the man, not the football player, and that's when you have a problem. Did you see what what, what Gruden, like Gruden was always like? I felt Gruden played it well because he was like you saw in the voice, you know, the voice, uh, the wiretapping or whatever. Like he was tough on him, but he was also kissing his ass too because he wanted to make it work. He was like, you know, he was like, he's like You're the most misunderstood fucking person, blah blah blah. But then he's like, cut the shit and just play football, man. Like I love Gruden. And he was trying to make it work, but in the press conference after their win yesterday on uh, Monday night, he was like, "Good luck, New England." He's like, "I'm over this. Good luck." So I just thought that was really telling. Like Gruden's just like, he's like, "I I can't deal with this. Like this is this is have fun with that. Um, it's not our issue anymore. 
like we got the win like we have talent like like just just have fun with that because like think about this for Gruden this is easy now all he has to do is win games all he has to do is with win games with a decently talented team now he doesn't have to worry about any bullshit his team is they're probably they're probably banded together they're probably like yeah this is gonna rally them yeah I mean if you saw that Oakland team they looked damn good against not a bad Denver team maybe a mediocre Denver team the defense looked great offensive line revamped Josh Jacobs looks like a monster Darren Waller pick him up in fantasy if you can he's going to be a top 10 tight end Tyrell Williams ascending to number one receiver I mean they looked I'm not gonna say they're gonna win 10 games but you could make a case for them winning seven eight nine games maybe even a wild card I mean I'm getting ahead of myself but I think they can be very competitive this year and that was a top five defense last year with the coach of the number one defense last year. Like that, yes. the, the, the Broncos were expected to dominate that game, and it, it was it was the very it was the opposite from from the get go. Well, what did they win by fifteen? Yeah, uh, eight. It was eight. Oh, it was eight. I didn't realize it was that close. Um, yeah, well, but, uh, it didn't well, seem that close. I'll tell you that. Half. They well, they were up fourteen nothing. Oh, it was twenty four sixteen. Sanders yeah. scored the touchdown at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. It was, it was, it was. It didn't feel close at all. It was. Yeah, there was the, honestly. I mean, I mean, we addressed the AB thing. There was a lot of good week one games this week. I mean, even that Monday night game was kind of back, and the Saints came back in the. Second oh, the Saints Texans was the game of the week. Yeah. Oh, he, he, I like the the Rams Panthers was a good game. I didn't get to watch it, but I, I, I heard it was good. Yeah, no, Saints, uh, Saints-Texans was a really great game. What was it? They were up, the Texans were up 14 nothing. Yes. It was like 14-3 at half or something like that. Yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. so the Saints kind of went out yeah, 14, there. 14-3. That game was insanity uh, at the end. Yeah, but they put up 27 points in the second half. That was... Pretty, pretty fucking insane. Drew Brees going out there. What he had two TDs? Uh, yes, two, think two TDs and an interception. Yeah, yeah, they were that. That was insane. Then we, of course we had second year in a row with a week one tie. That's probably the first time in history that that's ever so happened. So ridiculous. So ridiculous. Uh, yeah. I, see, uh, my problem with the my problem with the ties is ten minutes is too short. Yeah, I mean, at, at best, each team's getting two possessions on a in a in a quick game. Yeah, give me twelve. Give me twelve. Or twelve's a random number, I know, because it's quarters for um, NBA. But give me twelve or fifteen. Like, like ten is so. Like, by the time the first possession is done, like you run the ball a few times, got a few first downs. It's down to like six fifty. Like, come on. Like, it, it's, I mean, we just need to start like doing like. I don't think it like to me. It's like whenever we have these issues in sports, like it's like the college football playoff, like. We always like ease into it and like get, we don't really like really fix the issue. Like we don't. There's no. There should never be a tie. Like there just shouldn't be. If it takes 17 hours to play the fucking game, that's the fucking situation that we're in. Like put it on the 50. Like play the 15 minutes and then put the ball on the 50 for every team until someone scores a touchdown or misses a field but it goal. It doesn't have to. It doesn't even have to be that way to even make your point more. It doesn't even have to be that way. I mean, like, I mean, I'm fine with playing for fucking ever. I don't care. Like, I'm, I'm just saying, if you want to, if you're worried about time constraints and TV stuff, then put it on the fifty, put it on the forty, and let them play from there. Do what college does. Like, 
They play it from the 35. You're basically within field goal range from the get-go. So, or at least, at least make it, like, endless overtimes until someone wins. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll, like, give us that seven-overtime LSU game from last year. Give us that with the Lions and the Cardinals. Maybe not, but, like, with the Patriots <laughs> Chiefs, yeah, I'd like to see them go seven overtimes. I think that would be fucking insane. It's just, like, there isn't a single person in the world who wants to see a tie. Advertisers don't want to see it. Networks don't want to see it. Like, the league doesn't want to see it. Fans don't want to see it. Players don't want to see it. Coaches, GMs, the commissioner. Like, there's not a person in the world who wants to see a tie. I just don't get what the hesitancy is. Like, it's got, it's obviously like something with TV constraints and timing and all that, but like, you know what? Like, we're going to find out the next day or we'll find out when it's over. Like, we do with everyone else. Like, everything else. Like, you, you know, you're, we're cutting out to the the new the next game. Sorry. Like, if, yeah. if it's in your market, you can keep watching it. Other than that, like, we'll let you know when it's over. But it's just, I can't believe we're still in a world where this, like, is happening. The players yeah. don't even know what to say. They're like, I guess it's better than a loss. Right? It, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, is it not really? Like, yeah, right. They're like, we don't get a loss for that, but it really, it it, 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 it has very, it has playoff implications. Like the, like the Steelers were nine six and one. If they were ten and six, they would have made the playoffs. And it's like, it's just like it's a tiebreaker via who has the extra win or loss, and it, it shouldn't be that way. It should be, it should you should ha- you should it should be two numbers. It shouldn't be a third column like baseball. When was the when was the last time baseball game ended at a tie? Never, because they play for twelve hours they play, and yeah, and, they play for thirty innings. Yeah, and then they're like, all right, we'll pick it back up tomorrow, same spot. Yeah, yeah. they're little like trivia, little trivia. Do you know where the longest baseball game ever was played? Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Yeah, man, fucking Paw Sox, which aren't it's just, this is their last year as a team. Really? They're, what are they, where are they going? Worcester, Worcester, Mass. Ew. Worcester. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, it was right, dude. I wish it would stay in Pawtucket. I love saying Worcester. Where in Worcester, dude? It's going to literally like the worst intersection known to man. They're redoing the intersection, but still, it's it's fucked. They're gonna call be called the Woo Socks now, not the Paw Socks. Let me know what what's your mascot gonna be? Right now, it's a polar bear named Paws. <laughs> Fuck's it gonna be? Well, it's gonna be Ric Flair. Yeah, Ric the new mascot. <laughs> Ric Flair needs a gig, man. Just get Pete Alonzo there. Yeah, your fucking mascot. Ric Flair oh. needs a gig. One thing we didn't really talk about though was the 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 AB trade from the Patriots side. So, oh my God, I mean, look at what they just did to the fucking Steelers. Tell me, tell me, Brady Brady hasn't looked that good in two years. He, he, I mean, he definitely looked very good. Um, can't imagine them getting much worse. It's to me, the, the the thing is on paper it looks great. Um, the one thing I feel like you get with Josh Gordon and Antonio Brown is I think they're gonna have more of a vertical threat. But at the same time, it may be less high percentage completions and more deep deep throws. Um, and that's what you hope if you're the you're, you're the other team that they're taking shots down the field. Like when the when the Patriots go Edelman, uh, James White, and they're they're just carving you up. It's just so tedious, and it's so like there's nothing you can do. Four yards to James White, seven yards to Edelman, three yards Sonny Michelle, and they just they just chip and chip and chip away, and everything's like eighty percent chance. Like James White's catching that pass eighty five to ninety five percent of the time. Like it's just happening. So 
I mean, from an on-the-field standpoint, like, I remember Josh Gordon, like, his target last year, his target to completion uh, to reception ratio, it wasn't great. He had big plays when he did make plays, but, um, you know, and then you'll wonder the chemistry with Antonio Brown and Brady. I mean, I'm sure it'll be very good, but what? how how upset will he be, will Antonio Brown be, if he gets three catches for 23 yards and, and they win? Yeah, no, you're right, but I mean... Well, Brady, Brady's going to kick him out onto the fucking curb if he does that. Yeah, honestly. I, I think... He's sleeping on the lawn. They proved Sunday that they are going to be one of the best teams without him. I they mean, don't what, him. The Steelers, the Steelers are a top four team in the AFC, top three team in the AFC. That's like one of that's one of the Patriots' main competition right there for a conference title, and they just beat them by 30. Yeah, I think it's the Steelers. I think it's the Steelers. The Chiefs, maybe the Chargers, and maybe the Ravens. Well, see, I, the Ravens, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. The Dolphins. Well, see, the are... only thing is, I, I'm not just going off this game. I'm going off of the end of last year. They're seven oh, and one yeah. with Lamar Jackson. Their defense is still. I think they lost Mosley and stuff, but I think they still have a very good defense. Um, Mark Ingram, obviously, and uh, you got to, you know, who they had the safety. Um, Seattle, Earl Thomas. Uh, Earl Thomas. So, I mean, they have some playmakers on both sides of the ball. I like Justice Hill, the rookie running back. He didn't really get much run, but um, I, I think I'm pretty high on the Ravens this year. I mean, not to overreact to the Browns and the uh, the Steelers, but what happened with the Steelers? Because, I mean, as good as the Patriots looked, I mean, that's uh, the Steelers I can't imagine are going to be that bad going forward. Uh, but They won't be that bad, but, I mean – that Patriots defense, this is the best defense the Patriots have had since, like, 2006. They're going to have a uh, top-six defense. That means Brady's got a chance to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, look at how they – I mean, last year they held the Rams to, what, three points in the Super Bowl. They they have not let up more than three points since the AFC Championship game. No, they had – what they give up, 10? I thought it was like 13-10 or 16-10 in the Super Bowl 13, last year. 13-3. 13, 13, oh, 13-3? Jesus. I have a question in regards to the Patriots. Yes. Of the two players, how many are going to finish the season with the team, no suspensions, no disciplinary actions, play the whole season without any issues? Josh Gordon and Antonio Brown. Are, are both of them going to make it scotch three, one of them, or neither of them? I think both of them because I think this week we're playing literally going to be what's going to be the worst team in the league this year. Half the players don't even want to be there anymore. I think the Patriots, the spread's like 19 and a I'm half. I'm saying the whole year. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I think this week they're going to go out there and tool on the Dolphins and he's going to be able to give Antonio Brown a ton of receptions. I bet Antonio Brown has seven and nine, seven and nine receptions, a touchdown, and like 140 yards. On Sunday, and I think Brady's going to make it a point to be like, "Hey, this is what it can be like. It's not going to be like this all the time, but you're going to have your games because they're going to be playing such a bad team." Gordon looks great Sunday. I think they're both going to be motivated to stay there. They're two guys that are the the thing with Josh Gordon. It's just he could relapse any day. Yeah, I think that they're just both going to realize after this week that they're going to be like, "Oh, we're 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 a favorite. We're the favorite to win the Super Bowl now. We're going to be there." We're got, like this is the year for two players that probably wouldn't win a Super Bowl if it weren't for where they are now. That want one are good enough to have one and don't have one yet. I just I don't really have the faith in Josh Gordon. I hate to say it, like 
fooled me once, shame on you. Like, he's fooled us four times now. Like, like well, I know he's no, it's addiction. Five, he's been suspended five times, Sully. Five times. He's been suspended five times. I know Joe... Uh, you most have may have a little bias in it. Jones has have some fantasy invested in him, and obviously you want to. We all want. I to got him. Out. I got them both. So I'm I'm equal. I'm equal here. I got both of them on my fantasy team. <laughs> so no, I'm saying uh, yeah. So yeah. So you, you you want both of them to to finish the season, but I'm saying we know Josh Gordon. We get a, we could get an update from Schefter any minute of any day, and we'd not be shocked at all. We'd say, damn, that's a shame. But what do we expect? To me, I, I think there's more of a chance Josh Gordon finishes and plays the whole season for the Patriots than Antonio Brown. Josh Gordon is in a position that no matter what it is, what he does, how severe, how mindless, how sick, how addicted, whatever it is, if he fucks up one one degree out of 100, he's never stepping on a football field again. Ever again. He'll never be paid a single dollar to play football. At least not in the NFL. He can go play in the XFL maybe. But he, no matter what it is, if he breaks curfew, he's never going to put on an NFL uniform again. And that's just not the case with Antonio Brown. He doesn't have nearly that much to lose. Um, and, and and Josh Gordon's a good guy. Everyone who's ever played with Josh Gordon loves the shit out of him. All they want to do is root yep. for him. Yep. Everyone who's ever played with Antonio Brown is like, yo, fuck this dude. All he cares about is himself, uh, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you could argue that doing what Josh Gordon does is a sign of only caring about yourself, but the underlying issue is addiction, not being an asshole. That's yes. the, And that's yeah. the difference between Gordon and A.B. And they're both equally talented at their best. Gordon, arguably better at their best. Yeah, no, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know because I don't know if do you think Josh Gordon still has that capability to that level. I don't know. Well, that's what I said. We haven't seen his best in a while, and like I said, we we don't know if that's we don't know what his best is anymore. But at his best, that we've seen him on par with Antonio Brown. He was the best receiver yeah, in football yeah. that year. Yeah, 2013, uh, they were number one and two in receiving yards in the league. I mean, you're literally. This is honestly, Gordon looked real good the other night. On Sunday night, has he, he looked very sharp. He looked very sharp. It's had, he had a full training camp to go through, get comfortable with Brady. He was probably besides Edelman, Brady's top target. I mean, you think about it. What we talked about, like before the draft, we were like, "Damn, the Patriots that the receivers is going to be tough." Now you look at it. Okay, this week you figure the depth chart. It's either Antonio Brown one or two, Josh Gordon and Julian, or Antonio Brown number one, Josh Gordon and Julian Edelman like interchangeable at two and three. And then Dorsett, who had two TDs on Sunday night. They just traded Demarius Thomas to make room. Yeah, just got rid of Demarius Thomas. It's like the this is this this might be the most even without Gronk, one of the most talented offenses I remember. Yeah, it's, I mean it's up there with the Hernandez and Gronk ones. Yeah. Oh, exactly. It's like it's I'm, just I'm different. very excited. I was excited before. I'm very excited. Well, what's, wait, what's, before, what's up with the trade with the Jets and uh, a 2021 sixth rounder? Um, for Demarius, I think Demarius Thomas started that preseason game. He had two touchdowns, seven catches, like 80 yards. Demarius Thomas can still ball on some level, and I feel like the Jets got a good deal. It looks like a really good deal for the Jets, and that's what confuses me. Well, I, I th- that's how that's how the Patriots get you. They they it looks like a good deal now. Little do you know they're they're drafting a, a 
you know, first ballot Hall of Famer yeah, with know, that I pick. I know that, but I, I'm saying that's still two years away, so that's still, like, worth, you know, it's not as worth the sixth rounder this year even. But I'm saying that Demarius Thomas himself, getting a player of his... Demarius Thomas has probably, you know... I mean, at this point, who would you rather have? Demarius Thomas or Robbie Anderson? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Close. Yeah, I mean, well, it, he, is. He it is. He might be our best receiver right now, and we just got him for, you know, two years and, you know... A six-round pick two years from now from our, our rival. I know this. They need. They want to get something for him. It was probably that or cut him. Who knows? Maybe. So they got something from him from their point of view. But I mean, if you're the Jets now, you got a big uh, target for Sam Darnold. We don't have many of those. We have a new one, but we have Crowder, this little shifty guy, got like 30 catches, for like 20 yards last game, and we have, you know, we got a bunch of little guys. We got Bell and you know Robbie Anderson's frail shit. Like we have all these little guys. We got a big-bodied red zone target now. For Sam, with Chris Herndon suspending his four-game suspension, so um, I don't know. I, I like it from the Jets' point of view. I'm very cautiously optimistic because I think like he's going to tear his ACL the second he steps on, or a, t- a bomb's going to blow up. The thing is, too, he knows that playbook. Like why? Like like yeah. like Bill smarter than that. He is definitely smarter than that. Like he knows that playbook. He could, you know, like. He can tell a lot, you know? Like, obviously, who knows how much players do this, but, like, maybe he's spiteful. He's going from the Pats to the Jets. I sure as fuck would be. Like, yeah, let's fucking ruin them. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I just, like, I just, it doesn't make sense for me. Like, he knows, he was there long enough where he knows, he was there at least, what, a month or two, a couple months? Like, a whole training camp. He learned the whole training camp. So, so, like, he sure as fuck gonna say shit. And, like, say, like, this is what they like to do, this, whatever. Are they going to be able to stop them? Probably not, but would rather not that information get elsewhere. Maybe they just think the Jets are such a joke that it doesn't matter. That's probably it. That, that definitely yeah, that, could be it. <laughs> but then again, Bill never underestimates his opponents, though, at the, same, at the same token. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I don't know. I I think I think they were probably just like, we need to get rid of this guy, we, Antonio... With Antonio Brown coming in, yeah, they just need a clear room. Like, they, they, were like, they were like, the Jets will make the deal. We just need to fucking do it. Yeah, yeah, well, whatever. I'll take them. Yeah, I mean, you better. You your hope is that it turns out what Brandon Marshall is. Like, you gave up a fifth rounder for Brandon Marshall. It was, I mean, it was that year, but like, that's not that much. Like for what Brandon Marshall turned out to be, that ended up being a great deal for you guys. Yeah, exactly. And he's not going to be to the level of a Brandon Marshall, but. For the value of the trade, he definitely could be. Yeah. So. I know. The Jets had a fucking meltdown because of C.J. Mosley, Quinn and Williams. All of our best players got injured, and then it was it was disgusting. It was it was whatever. I really, like, I, I, the, I, the Jets lost the game, and I really thought we won. I'm like, wait, wait, we won the game, right? <laughs> like, we dominated the entire game. And people are like, oh, it's the same old Jets. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not going to make excuses. But, like, you'll lose Quinnen Williams. You'll lose C.J. Mosley. Like, the defense is going to suck. What's the All deal we have is Jamal. Like, like, What's the deal with Williams? They're both considered day-to-day. Uh, Gase, what? I heard him on Michael K. today. He thinks they both have a shot at playing. He didn't get too exact into um, what he thinks. But, you know, he was saying, you know, extra takes. It's a Monday night game. He thinks they both have a chance to play, though. Um, you know, the MRI came back clean, you know, it's, it's, it's me, Moses groin. Uh, I think Quinnen will play. I don't think Moses will play. I don't think they're going to want to test the groin. What's Groin's the, gro- what's the deal with, uh, 
sorry to move from the Jets. What's the deal with um, Tyreek Hill? Oh, he's out, like, I think up to four to six weeks. It's looking like collarbone. Oh, damn. That's tough. They almost lost Mahomes, too. Yeah, there goes in that. There, uh, you know, definitely helps McCole Hardman's value and his. Uh, yeah, because he didn't, again, he didn't he do anything. Fifth. He didn't do anything. He didn't even get a target on it, like. Which is crazy in that offense. You would have thought he would have got a couple looks, especially yeah, with the speed say, he has. Yeah, I will say I worry about Mahomes' um, ability to withstand hits and not get injured. Um, like right now, I'm taking the under on Mahomes for playing 15 and a half games. I'm taking the under. I don't. I. I just, he runs so much, and he's very athletic and nimble, and he avoids hits, but, like, everyone gets hit eventually. You see Deshaun Watson deteriorating before our eyes. It's like an Andrew Luck, no line. Um, granted, he has a better line in Kansas City, but when you run that much, and when you're just that mobile, like, you're bound to get hit. Like, even Brett Favre, he, I mean, he moved around a lot. He was far from mobile in his older career, but he still ran around too much. He paid for it. I, Mahomes... Sometimes I feel like he should be a little bit of a more of a pocket passer at times and learn how to throw it away. Same with Aaron Rodgers. You see Aaron Rodgers deteriorating through our eyes. Um, a lot of these guys who can extend plays, sometimes it's better throw it away and live another day. Yeah, you. It, a lot of these guys, like, I mean, Cam's career is going to be two, three years shorter than it should be because of that. Yeah. Yep. And honestly, Rodgers' career probably will be too. Yeah. I mean, Rodgers has the arm talent to play if he's not getting injured the way he has been uh, into his 40, at least to 40. Yeah. And then you look at the pocket passers. Brady's obviously still going strong. Phillip Rivers never misses times. Drew Brees still going strong. Peyton Manning came back from neck surgery and could play because of, you know, because of the how he plays and, you know, stayed within the confines of his game and he can't run. These guys really can't run, obviously, but they're they're pocket passers and they, they don't get hurt, really. Hey, it's a good way to play. You can play at a top-tier Super Bowl level. Until yeah, I mean, all two. four of them. Matt Ryan, again, another guy. Yeah. Um. So let's move on to how we all did last week with our best bets. It's everyone's favorite time of the episode. Um. I'll start off. Had a pretty good week. I went 3-1. and one, uh, Packers plus 3, Raiders plus 3.5, and, and Browns-Titans over 45.5 all hit. Falcons plus three and a half did not hit. They got smoked by the Vikings. But pretty good start to the week, or, or the season rather. How would you guys do? I, uh, I I went two and two. Uh, hit Packers, missed on Falcons as well. Uh, hit Colts plus six and a half and missed on Steelers, Patriots over. So oh, yeah. Two, I uh, went, went two and two. There. Yeah, I also went two and two. Packers plus three, uh, hit that over in the forty-four and a half in the uh, Chargers Colts game, hit that, and then both my two Zoftic point spreads of nine and a half and what it was nine or ten, I forgot. Seattle almost lost the game, almost killed me in my survivor pool. Thank God they got it together. That was disgusting. And uh, last second BS cover, five seconds to go in the Skins Eagles game. I had the. Uh, uh, that was a that was a terrible beat. I know that's how covers happen sometimes. But that was that was a really late cover. That was under ten seconds. Yeah, you hate the back doors. Yeah, yeah. It, unless they work out. But. If it's like forty five yeah. seconds a minute, you know, within two minutes, but like under ten seconds, it's like, come on now. Like, that's like when the over is dead, like in the first quarter, 
Or you're at the end of the first half, it's like 3 nothing in a game. You're like, oh, the overshot. And then all of a sudden, by the start of the fourth quarter, it's like 28-24. to 24. <laughs> You're yeah. like, okay. You're huh. like, we're back, baby. Yeah, shit can change real quick. Yeah. Oh, But let's get to this week, guys. So we're going to do our three spreads, one uh, point total. Um, Dave, why don't you kick things off this week? Nah, I don't want to. I'm I'm deciding between my last. I have four written down, and I I'm deciding. I'll kick okay. it off. Yeah, go ahead. Go 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 ahead, Saul. I'll kick it off. My first spread I really like. I like the Bills minus one and a half against the Giants. Um, Giants are at home. Um, I think the Bulls Bills are a sneaky good team. Um, the fact they played one good quarter and beat the Jets means something on the road. Um, John Brown looked great. Um, you know, Devin Singletary looks like he's going to be the guy. They have two offensive weapons there. John Brown with, you know, Josh Allen's arm is going to be, it's going to be something special, I think. And that defense is obviously very good and really kept the Jets under wrap and was a top defense last year. So give me the Bills. Um, they're the better team and they're just on the road against the Giants. Um, the next one I like is I'm taking the, once again, very Zoftic point number. I'm going to take the Pats. Minus 19 and a half. I'm going there. <laughs> I'm taking the Pats minus 19 and a half. Um, Me, too, Me too, man. You know, I, 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 you know they, the Pats don't have to be as good as they were last week, and the Dolphins don't have to be as bad as last week, and they'll still probably cover. I'm taking this number as long as it's under 21 points. I'm confident taking it. So give me that all day. Um, and the third spread, where was she? Oh, I'm taking Eagles minus one and a half at Falcons. Um I'm very high on the Eagles. They didn't play great. And you saw what, just what they can do um, when they turn it on. They're as good as anyone. They came back roaring against the Skins, who I don't think are going to be as bad as we think they are this year. The defense is solid. The Falcons had a clunker. You think they could bounce back. But um, quite frankly, the defense looked really not good at all. Um, you know, Julio didn't look good. He was drop. He dropped some passes. He... Didn't look good chemistry. It was late touchdowns from him and Ridley. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm somewhat high on the Falcons. I'm not as high as Dave. Um, I think the Eagles are the more complete team, all three phases. Um, and they they just need to win the game, pretty much. So they need to win by a field goal. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take them being the better team. Then for my over-under, love this over-under. It's going to be the Jaguars at Texans over 43 and a half. Um, the Texans are going to put up points. Um, we know that. We know Deshaun. We know this offense looks great. And they didn't have Kiki Cootie. Uh, they got Stills, Fuller. You know, they got the whole group of characters. Hyde had a really resurrection last night. And then the Jaguars, this Minshaw, Minshew kid, however you pronounce the name, he's not bad. He had a great game. Um he had a great game. They got a nice trio of receivers, Conley, um, D.D. Westbrook, and uh, D.J. Shark. So the three of them are solid for net. I think Minshew started like 12 for 12 or something like that, or 11-11. He finished like 22 or 25 or something. So, um, you know, he's not going to probably be as good. But, give, yeah, give give me that team. 43.5 is such a low number. I, I'm pretty sure the, the Texans will at least put up 24 to 28 points. Oh, pretty much all you need to ask for for the uh, for the Jaguars is thirteen to to seventeen, and I I think that's I really like that over forty three and a half. Dave, and those are to... those are my four. 
I like it, so... Um, you better. Alright, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go. Uh, my first one, I'm going with uh, first game of the week. Uh, Panthers minus six and a half. Uh, Tampa Bay ranked as the worst defense against running backs last year. They gave up the most fantasy points to running backs, and it wasn't close. Um, they got destroyed every year. Uh, every week, sorry. Um, and I don't know if you guys saw Christian McCaffrey, but he was the best running back in the NFL this past week. Um, so I'm looking at Christian McCaffrey to have another huge game um, and and just kind of be the steamroll to this this Bucks defense that can't stop anybody. Um, so Panthers minus 6.5 at home. I love that being under a touchdown. Um, that's probably going to move, so get it before it changes. I'm also going with the Pats minus 19.5. Everybody probably thought I was crazy with the Dolphins saying the Dolphins under four and a half wins on the year was my favorite bet last week, and I might take them at under one and a half wins on the year if that's a bet I can make because they're that bad. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Pats minus anything under a hundred, and um, my o- over under I'll go. I'm gonna go with the over forty six in the the Pittsburgh uh, Seattle game. Um, I don't think that's going to happen again with Pittsburgh. They're at home. Um, Seattle has, has started years slow, but I, I really like their, I really like their offense this year. Um, and 46 is not a lot. Um, so I'm going to take the over in that. And then for my third spread, uh, uh, um, who do I really want to go with? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to ride with my boy Rogers at Lambeau. Given the field goal to the Vikings, I know the Vikings played well in Week One, but um, they, they always battle it out. Um, it's always a game that's close, and and I'm gonna give the nod to Rodgers at home. Uh, Kirk Cousins is is not the best quarterback on the road, um, or necessarily outside in the cold. Not that it's gonna be that cold in Green Bay, but um, yeah, I, I'm I'm rolling with Rodgers minus the field goal. Holmes worth three points um and i think the packers are a better team than the vikings so that line is telling me that they're the exact same the, the line's telling me they think they're the same quality team or they're equally as good and i don't i don't agree so i think there's value in minus three for the packers there so panthers minus six and a half pats minus 19 and a half packers minus three the three p's and uh seattle pit over 46 nice all right, I can't believe nobody said this one because I said last week, you know, we said that age-old thing, you know, I can't define a lock, but I know one when I see one. And there was a lock on this board from Monday, and it is the matinee game on Sunday. See, uh, Saints-Rams rematch the NFC Championship on the road in L.A. Saints are getting two and a half points on the road. Give me the Saints all day. That is such a revenge game for oh, the NFC yeah. Championship. That's the true. Saints are going to win that game by three touchdowns. They are literally going to go in there and just bend L.A. over, and it is going to be awesome. Saints two and a half. That I can't believe after eight picks that that one was still on the board untouched. Oh, makes me question my friendship with you two. Um, but I'm going to also go with the rest of the crew on this one. The Pats minus 19 and a half. They're going to win by 30. Easy money there. So those are two guarantee winners. I guarantee my entire reputation on those two. And I'm going to go Kids with... Kids throw it around the G word in week two. 
throwing around the G word in week two when it matters, Dave. I am going to go with another one that I feel very, very strongly about. It's definitely a lock. Uh, the Chargers minus three on the road against the Lions. The Lions can barely pull out a win, uh, pull out a tie against the Cardinals. I think the Chargers are one of the top teams in the AFC. I think they're going to go into Detroit, have their way with the Lions, and walk out a winner. Minus three there. That's easy. And for my over-under, I am going to go with the Rams and Saints as well. Over 53 points. Very high number. Very high number for two very potent offenses. I think that that number will be passed, and I think the Saints will win by a big margin, so... It's going to be a. I, I bet the Saints put up at least 35 points this week. That's bold. It's bold. I think they could win 35 21. I think that would be a likely outcome. And that would hit the over. That would hit the spread. I think that would be delightful. You got two two in one game. That's tough. That's going to that be is tough. tough. To hit both. But we're going but to be locks. one after next week. Yeah, but they're locks. <laughs> they're locks. They're, so. they're not just locks, Sully. They're guarantees. They're oh. guaranteed locks. So it's not like the one on the little playpen lock that, that comes rough. It's the the real deal, like, home security lock. It's a padlock. A padlock, wow. ADT's on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally ADT or Simply Safe, one of these new... I feel I feel like ADT's out, an outdated reference. I feel like we got to go, like, Simply Safe or, like, some one of these new, like, podcast advertisers. Who we'd love. We'd love. I mean, simply say, if you want to get on the extra point, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll advertise for you. Yeah, we'd love to. Tell everybody how safe you are. <laughs> yeah. Safe locks of the week. Oh, uh, well, guys, I mean, that's really. That was, that's, I mean, that was a free promo, so whenever you guys get a chance, send a check. Yeah, literally. Just, if you, if you're listening. Address it to uh, 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 Mr. Tom, Thomas, Thomas F. Buns. Um, it would be that would be greatly appreciated. Um, Well-known cousin of of Wheezy F Baby. Yes, thank you for getting that. Thank you for getting that because that's exactly why I said it. That is exactly why I said it. Sully has no idea what's no, going on. I I, I I I like took my eyes off the prize, so to speak. <laughs> he has no idea. That's okay because that. No I, I, no, I do get it. I just I was looking at my fantasy team for baseball because it's yeah, yeah. No, it's what it's, it's whatever. It's yeah, September. Sully clearly had a it's, good fantasy. It's, it's, we're on we're on to Buffalo. We're, fantasy baseball's yeah, we're on over. To Buffalo, we're on, yeah. we're, no, if you're if you have a good team, you're still in it. I unlike Mister Buns. Dead last. I mean, to be fair, I didn't make a move after the first of June, so. I, I kind of just conceded that I was in 12th place on June 1st. Tom, you cannot come in last in fantasy in this league. You put up 69 points week one. I mean, that's nice, though. Oh, Rick. this oh this fantasy league? Dude, I'm, saying, yeah. I'm saying you can't go back-to-back back last finishes. Oh, no, I'm not I'm not going to, dude. Joe Mixon screwed me. My yo, RB1 yo, put up... Kenyon Drake is your second running back scares me. No, Latavius Murray is. I just I, – I, 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 I didn't think that one through. I didn't 69.7 points. I know. It was a, it was a rough you, outing. If you if Mixon has a normal game and you put Latavius Murray in the RB2 and I throw – I think I have Cortland Sutton in that league, throw him in the flex spot, that's like 90 points. You only have three running backs on your roster. Give me Cortland Sutton. I'll give you someone. <laughs> oh, we'll all right. Talk. Yeah, you all discuss your fucking fantasy trade somewhere else. 
We'll, we'll talk, but that's going to be the episode for the week, guys. We'll be back next week with our updates on our on our best bets. We will be back to talk week two NFL. Hopefully it's another exciting slate of games. So excited football season's back. I can feel it in my veins. I woke up Monday morning a refreshed man because I watched so much football on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't we all? All right. all right, guys. We'll see you next week.